Okay. Welcome back to our discipleship training. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right. So we're going to start off with our poem as we always do. You know, it's called The World of Scripture. It says, Welcome to my world, a place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning. And when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoices. Here, swords are likened to the word, the demons of bird, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place where in the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one becomes, the later found that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place but the Yasin world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen for the real Kakwadesh. It's about to be empty. Hallelujah. All right, so we were to be comparing and contrasting the two covenants of Abraham um, that occurs in Genesis. And so we started last week and we're picking it up this week. Let's jump right in. So the first covenant was with Abram and Hagar, whereas the second was with Abraham and Sarah. You know, to validate this, let us go to Galatians chapter four, verses 21 through 26. My first reader, please. Tell me ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid and the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born of the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory, for these are the two covenants, the one for the Mount Sinai, which gendereth the bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is the is free, which is the mother of us all. Hallelujah. So we see here that um, it truly does validate that one of the uh, covenants was with Abram and Hagar, the other one was Abraham and Sarah. It also speaks to one being physical, one being spiritual. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, so... These are the two covenants that, that we're contrasting. And so uh, I said, let's, uh, oh, I, I did want to take, want you to take note of the location where Mount Sinai was, mm -hmm. was actually in Arabia, you know, versus what we're, where we're told is, it is now, you know, all right. So uh, next we have the first covenant renders Avram, um, renders Abram uh, responsible for keeping the files of the air from consuming the flesh. You know, yes. You know, so uh, this first covenant makes Abram responsible for keeping the files of the air from consuming the flesh of the covenant, right? Yep. You know, and whose flesh was it that was of the covenant? Whose flesh was he keeping the files from consuming? Animals. Whose animals were they? Yes. They were Abram's animals. So whose flesh were they? Yes. They was Abram's flesh. Everybody with me? Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. You know, so I want you to see that because if you don't see that, then you're going to miss the whole point, yeah. you know, of these animals. It's not just, you know, so that you can know he killed, you know, some um some some animals. You know, 
you're to understand that these animals represented his flesh, you know, even his family, you know, as well as he himself. Amen. Amen. You know, it was his flesh, you know. So uh we see see this uh in Genesis 15, 9 through 11. My next reader, please. And he said unto him, Take me and have her three years old, and a goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the Caucasus, Abram drove them away. Hallelujah. You know, now there's so much here, like I could, could have probably just, you know, done another two weeks of this, but, you know, I didn't put everything in, you know, um, you know, but just, just so that you can take note of and, and, and ponder and contemplate on your own, you know, consider that all the animals were three years old, you know, and, and, you know, so, um, I didn't include that in here, but you know, I just I want you to be able to ponder upon it. Okay, so uh, here it is. We're told that uh, he took these and divided them in the midst, and laid each one piece against another, and it says, "And Abram drove them." Oh, I'm sorry. Verse eleven is why we came here. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses. Abram drove them away. You know, so here it is. We see that entering into this covenant will cause Abram to drive away these fowls of the air and keep them from consuming the flesh. All right, so this is discipleship training. We have will be disciples. So who can tell me what this is a picture of? What is being depicted here? <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Yes. Yes. You know, what I was looking for is, you know, the, um, his rationale, his reasoning, you know, his, his rationale, his reasoning, you know, this is what the files of the air represent, okay? You know, and so here it is, we see a picture of him running away these rationales, these reasonings, these thoughts, you know, that are trying to consume his flesh. <clears throat> Can you see that? Yeah. You know, so you have, you, you have these these reasonings, these 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 contemplations, these these uh, uh this rationale, you know, that are trying to consume his flesh, his dead flesh, you know, and and so you know he has to run it away, because why? Because this is covenant flesh, this is flesh that is covenanted to Elohim, so it's his responsibility to drive those thoughts away. So like unto us, you know, when we're entered into covenant with Yah, you know, the enemy is going to try to attack us in our thought life. 
The enemy is going to try to give us reasonings that are out of alignment with Yah. And we have to drive those reasonings and that type of rationale away from our flesh. Because if we don't, then it will begin to consume our flesh. Amen? Can you see that? You know, so this is what we have to, you know, this is teaching us, you know, disciples, this is teaching you. You know, that this is a part of what needs to be done under this first covenant. Mm. You know, and this is what this first covenant, you know, this is a part of the responsibility that comes along with it. Mm. Anybody with me? Yeah. All right. You know, so now we're going to contrast that with the second covenant. Yet in the second covenant, Abraham, Abraham is rendered responsible for preventing the flesh from covering his loins. That is from covering his mind. Mm. You know, so we see in the first covenant, you know, uh, which is uh, like unto the old covenant, Abram is rendered responsible for keeping the fowls away from uh, away and from consuming his flesh. But yet in the second covenant, Abraham is rendered responsible for preventing the flesh. Uh, preventing the flesh from covering his loins that is his mind mm -hmm. you know so uh here it is you know and uh validation of this we have genesis 17 10 through 13 let me have my next reader read genesis 17 10 through 13 please this is the covenant which you shall keep between me and you and thy seed after me Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money of an any stranger, which is not of thy seed, he that is born in thy house, and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. Now, can you see that like unto the first covenant, you know, it deals with all um, Abraham's flesh. You know, um, every child among him must be circumcised. You know, everyone that was born in the house or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of his seed. Can you see every all of his flesh, you know, had, you know, had to enter into this covenant, you know. So in other words, you can't enter into the covenant of with Elohim with, you know, just part of you. You know, you can't say, well, you know, just, you know, well, I'm only going to dedicate part of me to you. You know, he wants all your flesh. Amen. He wants to make a covenant with the whole you. Yeah. You know, and so uh again, the first covenant rendered Abram responsible for clearing, clearing, you know, the fowls of the air from consuming his flesh, which speaks to the thoughts and, and reasonings and, and rationale, you know, from, from consuming from uh consuming his flesh, you know, and here it is in the second covenant, Abraham is rendered responsible for preventing the flesh. From covering his mind, which is very, very similar, you know, um, you know, except for the covering speaks to like 
who you trust to have your back. Yeah. Speaks to like your deity. Speaks to like your God. Amen. You know, that's who covers you. You know, and so here it is. You know, he's to get rid of every God, you know, that is in excess of Yah. You know, and that's that's pretty much what, what this is showing, you know, with this circumcision, you know, and where do we get that the circumcision? The circumcision is is speaking of the foreskin, you know, but it's also spiritually speaking of the heart or the mind. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I'm not uh we went into that a little bit last last uh last week. So uh we're gonna get a little deeper into it. Um but let us uh, continue on. The first covenant was fleshly or external and brought about the death of Abram's flesh or his carnality, if you would, because your flesh speaks to your carnality. Amen. You know, so the first covenant was fleshly. It was external. It was what everybody around you can see, you know, and it brought about the death of Abram's flesh or carnality, you know, and uh, let me have my next reader read. Genesis 15, 9 and 10, so that we can see that it truly did this. And he said unto him, take me an heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. Okay, can you see that this first covenant actually brought about death of Abram's flesh or carnality. Where where was where where did the death come in at? Yes, when he divided these animals in the midst, you cannot divide animals in two and 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 not kill them. Right? You know, so it brought about death. So what does this teach us? That we have to kill off our flesh. Yeah. This is teaching us that under this new covenant, this that I mean, this old covenant is designed to kill off our flesh. You know, so this is very important because you know we enter into covenants of Elohim and not understand them. You know, but this this old covenant, this original covenant, was designed to kill off your flesh. It's to kill your flesh. <laughs> you know, but so many people want to keep their flesh alive. Mm -hmm. You know, but the whole sense of the covenant, you can't covenant with Elohim without some flesh. Or I should say he can't covenant with you without some, some dead flesh. You know, you have to have a sacrifice. Amen. You know, and so our flesh is actually what we're sacrificing, you know, um, if, you, if your spiritual eyes are open, you know. And so this is what Abram sacrificed. He sacrificed his flesh. You know, and this is what's depicted with the heifer and the um, goat and, and the ram and the turtle dove and the pigeon. You know, well, the turtle dove and the pigeon actually speaks to his thoughts and um, and uh, his, his, his self is being uncovered in our actuality. Um, but verse 10 definitely shows us that death has to happen. The death of the flesh has to happen, you know. And so the second covenant, was or is spiritually is spiritual or internal rather than earthly or fleshly you know or or uh, external the second covenant 
is spiritual or internal. Hence, it cut away the death. It's cut. It cut away. Um, it cut away the death of, or brought about the death of the carnal mind. You know, and so, uh, you know, that's why I want you to see that it actually cut away the carnal mind. You know, when he was cutting the excess uh, skin from his foreskin, you know, he was cutting away the carnality of his mind. Because remember, the loins represent the mind. And the circumcision was all about the mind, spiritually speaking, you know. Um, and so we see Genesis 17, 10, it says, this is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. every man child among you shall be circumcised and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. So circumcising this flesh of the foreskin, spiritually speaking, speaks to circumcising the mind, the heart. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, and so we see evidence of this in. In Romans chapter 2, 28 and 29, it says, For he is not a Yahudim, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. So he's saying that the, the circumcision of the flesh is not what Yah wanted. He's saying that's not what he was getting at. It's, it's a part of what he wanted, but that's not the essence of it. He says in verse 29, but he is a Yahudim, which is one inwardly. See, spiritual means inward. Yeah. You know, and so it, it speaks to the inner you, you know, but he is a Yahudim, which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the Ruach and not in the letter whose praise is not of men, but of Elohim. And so here it is. We see validation that this circumcision is actually speaking to the heart, you know, and not just the physical foreskin. Everybody with me? Yeah. All right. So to further validate this concept, let us consider Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 16. My next reader, please. And now, Israel, what thou, Yahuwah, thy Elohim, require of thee, but to fear Yahuwah, thy Elohim, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve Yahuwah thy Elohim with all thy heart and with all thy soul to keep the commandments of Yahuwah and his statutes which I command thee this day for thy good. Behold the heaven and the heaven of heavens is Yahuwah's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. Only Yahuwah had a delight in thy fathers to love them and he chose their seed after them even you above all people, as it is this day. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. Hallelujah. So, see, many people thought that, you know, the circumcision of the heart, you know, was a New Testament concept. It is not. This is what Yah intended from the very beginning. Yep. This is why Moshe is speaking of it here in Deuteronomy. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart. Yep. See, the loins represent the heart, the mind, you know, and be no more stiff-necked. Hallelujah. You know, so <laughs> this is, you know, this is um, what y'all want, you know. This is what he wants. So this, this new covenant is all about the inner you. Can you see that? 
where the, the old covenant, the first covenant was all about the external Avram. The, the um, second covenant was all about the internal Abraham. Yep. Can you see that? Yep. You know, so the circumcision was really was speaking to an inner circumcision of the heart. Yes. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, um, so this is the this is the difference between the two covenants. You know, so one deals with the fleshly aspect, you know, and one deals with the spiritual aspect, which is inner. So one deals with the fleshly, which is outer, and one speaks to the um spiritual, which is inner. You know, so to give an, an example, you know, when he says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, you know, um, and he tells us that the Sabbath is supposed to be uh, a holy convocation. You know, he's telling us, okay, look, I need you. I want you to meet with other, other like-minded um, people on my Shabbat. I want you to rest from the world, you know, and come and hear of me and and celebrate me and and rejoice in me. Yeah. You know, this is what he's saying, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so for those who are on the outside, they can see one keeping that covenant because they can see them going to Shabbat yeah. and congregating, having a holy con convocation, right? Yeah. You know, now on the other hand, you know, with the newer covenant or the second covenant, no one can see what's in your heart because that's that's inside you. Yeah. So they can't see what you're thinking. You can be doing everything right on the outside, but your inside, your heart could be wicked. Yes. And so you still will fall short. Right. Right. Because Yah sees the outside and the inside. Yeah. Amen. Yes. You see the difference? Yes. All right, so uh, just to further validate this, consider Ephesians 6, 14 says, stand for having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So when it says have your loins girt about with truth, it's talking about your mind because you can't put truth around your loins. <laughs> and it most certainly is not talking about you using the Bible. You know, a scripture. No, it's talking about your mind. Have your mind girt about with truth. Yeah. You know, this is why we see in First Peter 1 13, it says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Yahushua Mashiach. Amen. Amen. You know, so yes, please get this. I pray everyone can now see that with the second covenant, y'all ultimately was commissioning Abraham to cut away all excess coverings from his mind. Mm -hmm. You know, so he was wanted you to cut away all excess coverings. You know, so he wants you to know that he has your back. You don't need nobody else. Right. You don't need no other gods. Amen? Amen. You know, so this is why when he would tell Israel when they were going into, into the... um the land of Canaan, you know, not to contract with the people of the land. Right. Amen? Amen. They're the enemy. Hello? Alright. Also, let's consider Romans 8, 6-11, my next reader, please. Well, I'll take it. For to be carnally minded is death, mm -hmm. but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
if you don't cut away that carnal mind, that foreskin, which is that represents that carnal mind, if you don't cut it away, then you you're good as dead. Can you see that? Yeah. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Yes. Because the carnal mind is enmity against Elohim. For it is not subject to the law of Elohim, neither indeed can be. The carnal mind is always going to tell you, no, you don't have to do what Yah says. No, you don't have to do it the way Yah said do it. You, you can do what he said, but you don't have to do it the way he said do it. You can do it your own way. You know, Yah is an L of specificity. Right. You know, he, he's like McDonald's. You know, he's not like Burger King that where you can have it your way. He's like McDonald's where you get, you know, two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, um, and pickles on a sesame seed bun, right? You know, you can't say hold the pickles. You can't say hold the sesame seeds. You're going to get it just the way they make it or you're not going to get a Big Mac. Amen? You know, so y'all is an L of specificity. He does it his way. You know, and we have to accept that, you know, so a lot of people don't, you know, and that's because they're carnally minded, you know, and that carnal mind is what fights against Elohim in his way. Amen. Amen. You know, verse eight. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please Elohim. You know, and you have this, this, this thing going around, like, you know, that there's no spiritual Israel, you know, and that there's only physical Israel. Well, the physical without the spiritual is dead. That's what scripture teaches us. Yeah. You know, and even here, it tells us that uh, they that are in the flesh cannot please Elohim. You know, so if you're just fleshly um, Israel, then you're good as dead. Verse nine, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Ruach. If so be that the Ruach of Elohim dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Ruach of Mashiach, he is none of his. Mm. <laughs> and if the Mashiach be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Mm -hmm. But the Ruach is life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, see, and, and that's what this, uh, that's what, that's what the uh, old covenant came to do, kill the flesh. Mm -hmm. You know, and this, the new covenant came to bring life. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Verse 11, but if the Ruach of him that raised up Yahushua from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Mashiach from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Ruach that dwelleth in you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I could go on and on, but what's the use? <laughs> Seeing that those of the flesh can't understand spiritual things of Elohim, but they are spiritually discerned. So a word to the wise is sufficient. Amen. Amen. All right, next we have the first covenant also brought physical death, great darkness, and horror of said darkness. Mm -hmm. You know, we see this in Genesis 15, um, uh, um, 10, where we had read, and Adam had divided the animals in the mist. Of course, he had to kill them. Yeah. So it first covenant literally brought physical death. Amen? You can okay. see that, you know. Now, if we go to verse 12, it tells us, and the sun was going down. When the sun goes down, you get darkness, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and it says a deep sleep fell upon Avram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon. Mm -hmm. 
You know, and so we see that this first covenant brought about physical death. And actually, the deep sleep is a picture of spiritual death. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's, it's actually it brought physical death and spiritual death, mm. you know, um, great darkness and horror of said darkness, mm. you know. And so. Here it is. This is the first covenant. It's designed to kill off everything that's common, you know. Uh, well, especially in the flesh, you know, but yet the second covenant, covenant only brought spiritual life. It didn't bring any kind of death. It only brought spiritual life, you know, um, and we see this in Genesis 17, 15 through 17. My next reader, please. And he said unto them, take me away. Hmm. Uh, 15. Oh, okay. And Elohim said unto Abram, As for Sarah, I thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her, shall be her name be. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abram fell upon his face, and laughed, and said in his company, Shall child be born unto me that is in a hundred years old? Shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? Hallelujah. Okay, so let's talk about this just a tad bit. So the first covenant also brought physical death, you know, um, and, and we're talking about death of the flesh, you know, and great darkness and horror of said darkness, you know, and we see that the sun, the sun went down. So you know, what are we talking about here? You know, what is what is what is y'all teaching us with this passage? Wickedness is coming on. Wickedness is coming on. Uh yeah, but um kind of sort of, but that's not what I'm looking for. What does the darkness represent mostly? Ignorance. Ignorance, exactly. You know, so we see the sun going down. We see one becoming more ignorant. You know, and we see great darkness fell upon him. Great ignorance. You know, and a great and a horror, a, 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 a huge fear or dread because of what he didn't know. Because... He was ignorant. He was in this great darkness. And, and, and so he was afraid because he didn't know what was what or where, what was where and, you know, how to move, if to move, so on and so forth. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's important to, to, to see, you know, that, you know, Yah is drawing us a picture that if you enter into this first covenant, you know, you're going to not understand some things. You're going to be given some instructions that will cause your flesh to die off, but you're not going to understand everything. You know, I want you to think about, you know, Moshe, when he was bringing Israel out of Egypt and they were going through the wilderness, you know, because that is a picture of, of that darkness that they were going into, you know, and where's they were having all these miracle signs and wonders that was happening to them. But at the same time, they were scared as all get up all along because they did not understand what was happening or what was going to come next. Mm 
Can you see that? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I want you to you be able to see these things because this is what Yah is trying to teach us. You know, so if you understand what these things represent and you understand what this covenant has to offer, when it begins to happen to you, you likewise will understand and know that it's not nothing wrong. Right, right, right. And abort and try to go back to Egypt. Mm. Amen? Yes. You know, so, you know, we're supposed to be mature Israel. We're supposed to learn from old Israel's mistakes. Yes. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we have all their history to learn from. They had no history to learn from. That's true. Amen? Amen. True. You know, so... Yeah, they were like being birthed as a nation, and we're so they were like infants, but we're supposed to be mature. You know, even as uh, Corinthians would tell us, I believe it's Corinthians tale would tell us these things happen as examples unto us, you know, so that we can know and understand. Right. You know, so the second covenant, it only brought spiritual life. Nothing had to die. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. You know, we see here in verse 16, it says that in, that Yah will give thee a son of her and she'll be a mother of nations and kings of people shall be of her. Mm. You know, and we know that this is spiritual because, of you know, even Abraham knew that because, you know, can a child be born of him that is 100 years old and a woman that's 90? You know, it got to be something spiritual going on there. Right. Amen. Yes. You know, so. This is what I want you to see, the difference between these two covenants. You know? Now, again, the first covenant brought uh, Yahuwah and Yahushua within the midst of Abram's flesh. You know, and this is a big one. I don't want, I don't want nobody to miss this. You know? Uh, now, Genesis 15, 17, it says, and it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace Hello, Yahuwah, yeah. and a burning lamp. Hello, Yahshua, yeah. that passed between those pieces. Yeah. You know, and to uh to show you that, you know, Exodus 19, 18 to show you that Yahuwah is a type of smoking furnace. Yeah. It says in Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because Yahuwah descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace yeah. and the whole Mount quaked greatly. Yeah. And, you know, just to quickly show you that Yahshua, it, it was and is yeah. as a burning lamp, you know, Revelation 1.13. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of man. Yeah. Well, what just been just what, what was just described as a menorah, right? Amen. Amen. You know, clothed with the garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. You know, so we see Yahshua depicted as a lamp, you know, or a menorah, and we see Yah depicted as a smoking furnace. Yep. Now, the important thing to see is that they had to pass between the pieces. That is, they had to be in the midst yep. of Abram's flesh. Yep. Mm. See, and that's the important thing to understand because this, this covenant, this old covenant is designed to bring Yah into your flesh. Yeah. It's for it's to open the door for Yah to dwell in your flesh. Amen? Yeah. You know, when your flesh begins to walk out the will, way, and purposes of yeah. Elohim, yeah. that is literally Yah dwelling in the midst of your flesh. Yeah. 
I pray you can see that. You know, so that's another thing that this, this first covenant brought, you know, so, you know, it's very important that you get this because the, the second covenant is just a renewed covenant. It's not completely different. It's not, it's not like, you know, when, when, and you have to understand this, it's not like when, when Abraham received the covenant, you know, concerning Isaac, that it disregarded the old covenant. It didn't. A matter of fact, if you read the passage carefully, you'll see that the only reason he offered this second covenant is because he was already in covenant with, with God. You know, so I, I pray that you can see that, you know, because the old covenant had a job to do. And that's really what we're talking about today is the job that the old covenant had to do. You know, and so if that job isn't getting done, it's maybe because folks are not adhering to the older part of the covenant. Just because you're not under the law doesn't mean that you shouldn't uphold the law. Right? You know, just because it has no authority over you does not mean that it's not good for you. Amen. Amen. When you went to elementary school, the principal of that elementary school had authority over you. Yep. He could take you in the office. He could paddle you. He could put you out. He could uh, suspend you or expel you. Amen. He had authority over you. Yep. Now, once you got grown, you know, and you're no longer attending there, he does not have that authority over you anymore, does he? But does that mean that you should throw away everything you learned while you were in that school? Does that mean you should unlearn all that stuff? Should you stop utilizing arithmetic and English? You know, and all the various different things that you learned? Of course not. That's asinine. And it's just as asinine to throw away Yah's Torah. You know, so, yes, this first covenant brought Yahoo and Yahushua in the midst of Abram's flesh. Who don't want Yah in their flesh? You know, and if Yah is in their flesh, he's going to be burning it. He's going to be consuming everything that is not of him. Amen? You know, so I pray that you can see this. You know, now, on the other hand, the second covenant brought light within the midst of Abram's heart or mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we see in Genesis 17, 23, it says, Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all that were born in his house and, the, and all that were brought with, brought with his money and every male among the men of Abraham's house and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day as Elohim had said unto him. So, you know, all of these guys had their foreskins circumcised and when they took that foreskin off for the first time, you know, uh, they, I don't want to say it like that. Um, <laughs> they received light. A part of them, a part of them received light, you know. Um, you know, part of them was uncovered, you know, and for the first time it was able to receive light. And that part of them represented the mind. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so their mind could finally receive light. And that's what the second covenant is about. That's what Yahshua's covenant is about. It's about, you know, us receiving light 
then light represents wisdom understanding and knowledge absolutely you know and so that is what this whole second covenant is all about it's about us receiving wisdom understanding and knowledge from on high yes amen amen so i pray that you can see these things you know all right we have another one the first covenant was made by Yahuwah with Abram via the word of Yahuwah. You know, and we see in Genesis 15, 18, it says in the same day, Yahuwah made a covenant with Abram, you know, and we already showed um, last week where it was also via the word of Yahuwah, right? You know, and the second covenant was made with Abraham mm -hmm. with Yahuwah via Elohim. And I, I probably should have talked about that too, as far as, you know, the name change. Mm -hmm. The first covenant, there was no name change. The second covenant, there was a name change. And that's because the second covenant, you changed the mind. You know, you begin to think differently, you know, and that's the, to think differently is the definition of what? Repentance. Metanoio in the Greek, you know, it means to think differently, repentance, you know, and that's why the new covenant or Yahshua's covenant began with repent for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. I mean, that's why it's good news started off with repentance. Yeah. You know, so um, I pray that you can see these things and how they how they interconnect, you know. And so the second covenant was made by Abraham, you know. Uh, with Yahuwah via Elohim. And we see in Genesis 17, 10, it says, this is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and um, thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. And I'm sorry, I should have read verse nine. And Elohim said unto Abraham, thou shalt keep my covenant. Therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. So we see that the covenant was made um by Abraham with Yahuwah via Elohim. So Yah the first covenant was made by Yahuwah with Abraham. Yep. You know, so we see in Genesis 15, 18, it says, and Yahuwah made a covenant with Abraham. You know, so this was something Yahuwah was doing, but in the second covenant, it was something that um, Abraham had to do. You know, so in the first covenant, we see Yahuwah making covenant going through the midst of of the flesh but in the second covenant it was all about something abraham had to do which was cut away the foreskin the circumcise his heart that was a that was something he had to do amen and in in the first covenant what he had to do was kill his flesh you know y'all didn't kill those animals for him he had to kill his flesh and how did he why did he kill his flesh? Because of the instructions of Yahuwah. Mm -hmm. Yah told him to kill it. Yeah. You know, and when he gives us his Torah, he's likewise giving us instructions to kill our flesh because ultimately that's what Torah will do. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. You know, I pray you can see these things, you know, um, because this is what scripture is trying to teach you in these things, you know, and if all you see is the letter, you're going to, you're going to be lost like everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be lost. You're not, you're not going to get anything out of, out of this, you know, um, and, you know, but there's great, great detail in y'all's word. 
you know, it's infinite and it's perfect, even as he is. Thank you. You know, and so the second covenant uh, was made by Abraham with Yahuwah. So this tells you something about this renewed covenant, this second covenant. It tells you something. It tells you that it's some things you have to do. In yeah. both covenants, you have to do something. Yeah. You know, so if you're going to remove, if well, I should say, if the covering of your mind is going to get removed, you're going to have to be the one to do it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I hear, and the, the reason I emphasize that is because I hear so many people pray for y'all to do it. Yeah. No, that's something you have to do. Like verse 11 says, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. He said he was going to come down and do it. You got to do it. Right. And it shall be a token of covenant betwixt me and you. Because I seen you do what I told you to do. You know, so, uh, and here it is, we see Abraham submitting to that covenant. You know, y'all told him what to do in, in, in verses 9 through 11. And in verses 23 and 24, we see it says, And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were brought with his money, every male among men in Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin. In the selfsame day as Elohim has said unto him, and Abraham was 90, excuse me, 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. So we see he actually done this thing. Yeah. Right? He actually done it. Now the question is, will you? Mm. Right? Mm. All right. See, I could have easily done another week with this. You know, um just to recap. Uh The old covenant. When it comes to the old covenant, or the first covenant, whichever one you prefer, the first covenant came through the word of Yah or Yahushua. The first covenant was prompted by Abram in relation to what he had previously done. Hence, it came after these things that he might be assured of the word of Yah or Yahushua given unto him. The first covenant led Abram to abandon Ur of the Chaldees, that is to forsake the wisdom of his fathers. How many of you have truly forsaken the wisdom of your fathers? So many people want to hold on to the wisdom of their fathers, hold on to what they learned of their fathers. You know, if it's not what you learned of the father, then you need to let it go. Say a lot. You know, now, um, the first covenant spoke to Abram being an exalted father, uh, um, an exalted father's, the first covenant spoke to Abram, i.e. an exalted father's physical posterity, you know, so it's physical um, genealogy or physical seed, you know, the first covenant was predicated upon Abram's outer carnality, i.e. the part of him that was open for all to see but not his inner carnality. The first covenant was with Abram and Hagar. Um, the first covenant, uh, the first, the first covenant, uh, whereas the second covenant was with Abram, Ham, and Sarah. Uh, you know, but the first covenant also rendered Abram as responsible for keeping the fowls of the air from consuming the flesh. You know, uh, 
And that's important because that's something else that you have to do. That's what the picture is showing. You have to run off these, these, yeah. these, um, these, these bad thoughts yeah. and these, um, you know, and that's why I always tell people, rebuke in the name of Yahshua, yeah. you know, you know, act like somebody just asked you for a billion dollars. You know, you're not a billionaire, you know, so don't even pay no mind to that. You know, you have to kick these thoughts out as soon as they come, these rationales, these reasonings, you got to get rid of them. Don't let them consume your flesh. Mm. You know, uh, the first covenant was fleshly. It was external and brought about the death of Abram's flesh or carnality. So, you know, let the word have its perfect word. You know, it will begin to consume parts of you. You know, the first covenant also brought physical death, great darkness and horror of said darkness. Know and understand that, you know, with the death of the flesh is also going to come some some misunderstanding, you know, it's, it's going to come some fear, you know, that's how this walk is, you're going to constantly feel like you're going to fall or fail, you know, only thing is you won't, because Yah has you, you know, the first covenant brought Yahuwah and Yahushua within the midst of Abram's flesh, you know, and we're supposed to have Yah in the midst of our flesh, amen, so the things that, that we do, the actions that, that we uh, bring forth, should have Yod in the center of them. Amen? Yes. You know, now the second covenant, you know, which is likened unto the new covenant, second covenant came through Yahuwah, the almighty El. You know, second covenant was incited by Yah in conjunction with what was yet futuristic instead of that which was present. You know, the second covenant was in relation to Abraham, i.e. a father of many nations and his spiritual progeny, you know, versus his carnal posterity, right? Yeah. The second covenant was based upon Abraham's hidden self, i.e. the part of Abraham that remained covered his spiritual self. The second covenant, um, Abraham is rendered responsible for preventing the flesh from covering his loins, that is his mind. You know, it's, he's to cut it away and, and keep it, you know, from being covered again. The second covenant um, was spiritual. It was internal rather than earthly. Hence, it cut away uh, the, the carnal mind. You know, the second covenant, Yah ultimately was commissioning Abraham to cut away all excess coverings from his, from his mind, you know, uh, of other gods and other things that trusted in, such as money and, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, the second covenant only brought spiritual life. You know, and so um, that's what it brings down today. The second covenant brought light within the midst of Abraham's heart of mind. You know, so now instead of being in that great darkness and being in fear, you should be able to understand, have wisdom, understanding and knowledge. You know, and the second covenant was made by Abraham with Yahuwah via Elohim. You know, the second covenant is something that you have to enter into. You know, and you have to, you know, play a big part in, you know. So that's all I have for you today. Pray with the blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah.